You will not be gay. I am a gay. Yeah. You're probably just a little bit profane. <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> to do both those up here. Yes. You can't get away with that these days, though. Are they, they both gay? Yes. No. no. He is now. David Williams is now. Are you, didn't he have a wife? He did. And now he's, he's now gay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to the modern world. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I love every single one of your faces. Uh, this is Jacques here. I'm sitting right next to Paolo. And we're the Massey Bros, uh, our podcast under Couple of Lattes. If you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you don't like listening to the sound of my voice, which, I mean, some people don't, whatever. I won't then judge you. I'm here so you can listen to mine for a brief second. And that's it. You're back to Jacques. <laughs> Anyway, what I was going to say is you can read our blogs, you can check out our photos, you can check out any sort of creative avenue you want to. Uh, our photos on Instagram, Massey, M-A-S-S-I-E underscore bros. Uh, our website, MasseyBros.com. Anyway, let's get to today's topic. Uh, I sat down and did a podcast with Anton. Uh, and to date, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is my favorite podcast. Uh, reason being I learned more in this hour and 20 minutes than I have in almost any other hour and 20 minutes of my life. Uh, we covered everything from acceptance to taking responsibility for your identity and taking responsibility for your own happiness. Um, acceptance, we covered the LB, LGBTI community. Uh, it's an area that I knew very little about going into the podcast and you can actually hear my brain exploding as I learn more and more and understand uh, why certain things that I might say would offend people within the LGBTI community and vice versa. We also dive into Anton's uh, incredible idea of the bottom line or as he refers to it the ozone layer uh, which stops him from ever dropping below any sort of uh, level of contentness. Um, find out how he does that um, and dive into the LGBTI community with us. Yeah man, so essentially like what I wanted to continue today was yes. the conversation we had the other day. Yes. It threw me into like some pretty deep thought actually, especially yeah. what you talked about uh, in regards to your bottom line. Oh yeah. So bottom line. what I was what I was hoping to talk about is a I want to get more educated in the world of L B B T Q I. Yeah, right? oh there's 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 a new one. There, there's actually there's about three permutations now and I think that a letter gets added as we have become more open and involved as human beings but the current one that people use it's interesting your lgbti was you had lgbt to begin with mm. then it was lg lgbti and there was lgbti q a plus yeah uh there's, yeah, there's there's many different iterations currently but it depends on where you are as far as uh it's specific to which country you live in too as well really? but here I guess that if you were to talk about LGBTI you'd use LGBTI some people go QA plus it's more I guess showing kind of 
that you're more evolved in using the acronyms? Do you know what they are? All right, let me try this. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you, there's, there's other ones that include two S, Q, let me look at, I'll have a look while you, okay. while you go, go, go. Well, I know, obviously, L, lesbian. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. B, bi. Yeah. T, transgender. Um, which one are we doing? The I one as well? No. Yeah, so that I. What is I again? Essentially, one of them just means, like, someone who's, you know, like, if... I'm a guy, I like girls. If I'm a girl, I like guys. Like, what? It, what is that? Straight. Straight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what, isn't one of the letters refer to that? Like, I'm sure no. one of the letters refers to that. No, there is... Okay, so, um, I is for intersex. Intersex. Yeah. So, intersex is like, like essentially you do anything? Intersex is... So... Intersex is where a person uh, has, um, it mm, comes down to defining you based on your genitalia, which most people in the LGBTI community don't associate yeah. just because you've got some form of genitalia or chromosome, especially the intersex community. Mm. It, it goes beyond that. So perhaps um, they have different chromosomes and people. Um, mm. It's an old term that's called like hermaphrodite, where people believe that there's people are born with a penis and a vagina and therefore it's not it's an old term and it's based on greek mythology hermaphrodite but anyway intersex just means that perhaps the genitalia wasn't formed as per normal right yeah so that's intersex that's and intersex are um some intersex don't align or yeah some intersex don't align with lgbti but they come mm. under that umbrella because we're minority groups getting together and creating that kind of community yeah yeah, yeah right yeah um, and then you've got QA okay yeah hit me so some people say questioning some people say queer okay so Q could stand for queer or questioning and A is for asexual um, so people that don't define having asexual is essentially like if I wanted to have sex with that girl or if I wanted to have sex with that guy is, it's just no asexual no? is like not not conforming to s sex per se as in it says here non-binary or pansexual people can be defined under asexuality wow yeah it's already been 10 minutes only been 10 minutes and my mind's already like <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy we could start with um um, we can start with like pronouns as well because like, when you see people these days um, you know um, people are getting I think more used to using um, pronouns for uh, for example I'd say hi my name's Anton and um, it's I am he him and you would say you are Jack and you're he him I'm assuming what what does it all mean? Basically, it could be so somebody that does so basically for um, gender expression. Some people don't define themselves being in the binary. For example, um, how society has grown up as being man and woman. Yes. So um, some people skate between gender expression, and therefore they be, they fall under they them to help you understand where they're coming from. So right. you could meet somebody and say, "Hi, my name is Sam. Uh, my pronouns are they them." So explain they, them, like, 
what do you mean? Like, if I, if I, like, I want to be able to, if I meet someone like that, I yeah. want to be able to understand. Yeah. And I hope, like, anyone listening to this can yeah. understand when they meet someone like that. Because your initial reaction, like, we had a conversation just before this, actually, mm. where I said the word, yeah. and I noticed a change in both you and Troy. Yeah. And, like, I didn't do that intentionally. I just had no idea that it was still offensive. Well, well, it, yeah. So, like, I, I want to be able to, like, what I, what I want to do is I want to be able to understand this. Yeah. And I hope other people can so that you kind of drop that offense. Yeah. You know, like, so you can un- kind of understand, oh, okay, so that's why that means... Well, that I mean, offensive. the classic example, we're going to compare uh, uh, or, yeah, compare it to something else that you would understand is, is using the word N-I-G-G-E-R. Yeah. You wouldn't use that word. Yeah. You, you know it's offensive. Yeah, right. Similarly... F-A-G-G-O-T is okay. is offensive. Yeah. Um, so why why is it not offensive or why is, why why has it not been as impactful as N-I-G-G-E-R? I don't know, you tell me. Like <laughs> My my opinion's very odd on this because like in my opinion all of these words that we deem as offensive yeah. are only deemed offensive because a collective group of people decides that they're offensive. At the end of the day they're just words. Mm. Like, for me, using, like, I won't use the N-word anymore, and now that we've had this conversation, I won't use the F-word anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'll use fuck, but I won't use that (laughs) word. Because I understand it offends people. So if a word offends someone, I won't use it. But in my mind, like, those words only gain power because people give them power, right? And they're... So it's kind of a hard one to explain, really. I assume it's the same with the gay community with the F-word. It's like, it's kind of been given this definition, even though, like originally never really meant that it's just that people have used it as a weapon almost yes you know? that's what it is they've used it in derogatory terms over the years and it's become offensive of course yeah. um, you know uh, so it's about it's about educating people hmm. to understand where people are coming from I guess like, essentially yeah. like yesterday where I was having a conversation with somebody who is a straight man and he was using the word poofter going oh no I only mean I only, I only say it because I mean that, that the person's soft. I'm like, well, there's already your correlation. You're trying to say someone's soft, so someone to be soft is a pufta. Yeah, so, right. So, you know, and the person then went on to say that, you know, in his, in his workplace, um, that's kind of common language, ah, you're pufta, because mm. you're being soft. So it's kind of drawing on the gay community or, or a certain mm. part of the community that, that would have been called puftas back in the day because they're soft or mm. effeminate or... Or all those kind of assumptions. Yeah, right. So, um, I think it's about, I think for me it's about um, understanding an individual on an individual basis more than having um, labels or terms or words. I get that they're around. And when, when you come into contact with somebody and this type of conversation happens, it's just, it just comes down to respecting what the person to make it feel safe in mm. a safe safe space like I appreciate that like you know like if someone asked you to call them by their name and you didn't you tried to I don't know change the name or whatever it's like it's the same thing like tell me tell me about you tell me where you come from um, if you want to be known as a, a non-binary person and you're they them great mm. so you're not exactly going to go up to them because you're speaking to them say they them you're going to use their name anyway but yeah. when you're referring to them in front of other people um, that's when you use the pronouns. And yeah, that's right. respecting them because they've said to you, this is who I am. It's because we've grown up in society where the binary is a man and a woman. Yeah. 
So we're conditioned. So what people I think are struggling with these days in this current climate where we're getting more broad and open with terms to define who we are, despite despite the terms that we're defining ourselves around, we still are individual people. Mm. But we're trying to we're trying to give it some form of a label for people that don't necessarily understand where we're coming from to give them a little bit more education around it. By the end of the day, when it comes down to it, it still comes back to you being who you are and what your name is, regardless of labels and being part of groups. But they're there to help bridge a gap and educate people so that they understand. But the the difference for people that... The people that are on the other side of that that find it difficult is because they've always only known binary. Mm. Yeah. You know... And so they think, oh, everyone's getting complicated or people are just making it up. But the thing is, back in the day, there was no language to use. No. So we didn't have that, we didn't have that outlet. So we were defined by these silos of man and woman. And then, then came, well, man and woman, gay or straight. You know, oh, that was big, you know, what's going on here? Now it's more broad. Now there's... But I go back and, and, and think about when I was growing up, like there was probably times when I was like, I think I'm a little bit effeminate. I'd like to... I think, you know, it might be a bit girly sometimes, but mm. like if I had some language around that in the day, maybe I was maybe aligning at the time for being non-binary. Ne- neither, neither this straight man um, kind of profile, uh, yeah, versus a woman. Like there's, yeah. there's a, the, 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 there's a scale between all of it, really, mm. and people align one side or the other, or at various points in between. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good time. Actually, you brought up when you were growing up. Mm. Would you be happy sharing, like, the struggles, the, uh, the amazing things that happened? Like, the, like, how did you become where you are now on the scale? Like, how did you get to where you are now on the scale? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> Where do you go back? Um, well, I always knew that I was attracted to a man. Really? Yeah. From what age is kind of always new? Because obviously, like, when you're, like... Until you're five, you kind of all you're oh, no, I, 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 I remember being about four or five, because I yeah, remember, wow. and I remember, I remember specifically my mum. I think we'd gone into a. If I remember rightly, it was like a it was like a place where you collect like doll or something like that. It was like mm. a, it was like one of those kind of centrelinky places, but this is in the UK. Ah, uh, okay, yep. So a bit different, or something to do with maybe low income earners. I can't remember, but I remember going in there or, and we had to wait for the counter. Mum sat me down next to her. Mm. And I remember across the way from me when I was sitting against the wall was uh, a guy um, that was like stood against the wall with like one leg on the floor and the other one kind of half like bent mm. against mm. the wall or cool style with like a cool leather jacket or something. And I was just like fixated. I was like literally fixated. What year was this actually? Uh, I'm not telling you the year. <laughs> 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 I'm the- <laughs> Anton, with that story, was that the, your first encounter into the game world? No, this is, but I was four or five. We're talking about four-year-old oh, Anton. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that was really young. <laughs> oh, I knew. I only waited when I was 18. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm not in four. That's a whole other world of issues there. More importantly, I hope old mate standing on the wall didn't do anything. Right, no, yeah, right? But the thing is, like, I remember being fixated by this energy that this 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 mm. guy was putting out, like just, just radiating for me. And then mum just told me to sit there. She told me to sit there while she went to the counter. So and all I did was just stare. I remember just staring, just being wow. 
mesmerized or something. I, at that age, with without that kind of language acumen or understanding mm. what the world is about, something was going on there. Yeah. And then... For you to remember that... Yeah. ...is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's obviously a, a very defining moment in your mm. life, if you remember that at four years old. Totally, totally. And then I remember... Um, I remember there was a... There was, like, a music band or pop group or something and I remember seeing the person in that band and uh, on TV and I was watching it going ah oh, like again that same feeling mm. and I remember um, like the album or the record or the whatever it came out and there, there was a picture of the same person there in the shop and I asked if mum could buy it for me yeah well not because I wanted the music but because I liked the picture on the front yeah, of it yeah 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 that was another like like clear clear moment I was like mm. this person on this front cover here is looking amazing I need to buy that yeah. well not I need to buy it because I didn't have any money but you know mum mum <laughs> yeah yeah so they, that's that's oh, that's when I that's when I look back and I knew I knew even though I didn't know mm. you know what I mean yeah when I look back retrospectively I'm like key points in my life like yeah there it was there it was there mm. it was there it was um, but when did you actually like, like come out to to the world, for lack of a better kind of term, or kind well, of? That's an interesting um, term to use. Um, coming out. Um, what term would you use, actually? Like, I, like I, I don't. I'm not very educated. On no, this. it's like, true. A lot of people use coming out, and it, it's 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 indoctrinated. It is actually a, a, a current term. But mm-hmm. what I tried a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. And some people took to it, and I think it might eventually be a, a thing that will come to fruition, I'm hoping, and that was um, letting you in. Letting you in? I'm not coming out, I'm letting you in. Because ah, I don't have anything to hide. It's always I've been, been there. Yeah, I'm not in a closet. The closet is society. That makes a lot of sense. I've not, I've not been hiding. Mm. Although it is, if you want to look at it and break it down and have some deep discussions about that with you know people that opposite of me mm. absolutely there are there are parts of coming out that are coming out because you've finally released them or not but when it comes to telling people it's about letting people in it's like telling somebody something so special about yourself or, or sacred or intimate about yourself it is trusting somebody to let them into your life yeah I think like hearing you say that makes a lot of sense because I can relate that to um, like certain things that have happened in my life for example like when I admitted through my writing to the world that I had depression, yeah. I'd been through that. Like yeah. that's letting people in yes. in a way. So it's yeah. the same thing. It makes yeah. complete sense. And I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't be like, "Hey guys, I'm coming out with my depression." Right. Exactly. I would be like, "Hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm opening in. myself yeah. up." Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. Yeah, and like I understand. Like it's it's it's. I think it's time that maybe perhaps people. By saying, but even using the word, language is powerful. That's why we have all these acronyms. That's why we like, we're using words to better describe who we are these days. Mm. And I think the pushback on the other end of that is that this is all new and it's all, it's not new. It's been there. It's just that we haven't had the language to describe it back in the days. Now we do, which is great. So language is powerful medium to kind of really communicate where you're coming from, letting somebody into your life. You know, I might have cancer. I'm probably not going to tell the world, but I'm going to let my special people know about it. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, and at the end of the day, as far as the norm, norm of society's um, kind of um, assumptions about people because they have man, woman, straight, gay, as soon as they know that you're gay or straight, then they can put 
a comfortability zone around themselves and you so that they can communicate better with those assumptions. Mm. That's what kind of happens. Yeah. Um, but I guess when you let people in, you know, it doesn't matter if you're having sex with the same sex or a different sex. No one's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know you because you have sex with a woman or a man. No. Or anything in between. Like, it's none of my business, actually, at the end of the day. So what am I coming out for? Yeah, right. What am I coming out for? To tell you that I'm having sex with a man? If, if that helps you define who I am, then, then we've got some conversations to have, really. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day. So, it's, it, for me, it feels like it's really... It, that, that, should, that term should change. The language should change. Mm. To then empower what the actual situ- situation is about. I'm letting you in... Into what? Mm. At the end of the day, what, what I'm doing in the bedroom is nobody's business. No. I don't give a shit, really. And I'm sure if a straight person, I don't go, hey, how you doing? I'm straight. Okay, I, I, oh, I, think, I, I think I know you're much better now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, right. cool, great. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if that's that all it comes down sense. to, like, we're, we're living in a pretty shallow world. It's just that the language remained the same for such a long time yeah. that it's just allowed these basic thoughts to happen. Mm. I think now that we have more complex language, people might start to think about it differently. I like, I kind of think that we're just living in a very antiquated world right now. Like, all this, you know, all this stuff that goes on. Like, you know, you got the Trump administration, and you got the uh, what he's doing for uh, trans people in in the military, and you know, kind of getting all their rights taken away from them. Like, why are we doing that? Mm. What for? What for? Fear? Probably fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of not understanding, fear of not being educated, fear yeah. of not sitting down and having a conversation with somebody about what it's about. And what it is at the end of the day, what the fear comes down to is that's that kind of blurred confusion between sexuality and gender and and how do I define somebody to make myself feel more comfortable. Yeah. Even people themselves, I think, that give themselves labels, not labels, or, or, or aligned to a group... It's more to just kind of put a stamp down for somebody to get a little more comfortable with it, but it's still not intricate enough to tell me who you are as a person. Mm. So why do I have to come out? Why do I have to let you in? Yeah, right. What's the, what's the point here? What is the point? What do you think the point is? Yeah, that's, I think in a lot of ways you nailed it. Like when it comes down to fear, like, yeah, of course people are af- afraid mainly of change. Mm. And, like, you consider, like, let's use the Trump administration as an example. I don't want to go too into Trump because the guy's sure. a fucking Sure, whatever. We can not talk about... <laughs> we can just talk about ScoMo if you want. Or, uh, like, the political environment. Let, let's just say, like, Trump's a good example because he's getting old and he comes from a generation where, um, like, the norms of today were just not very accepted mm. in his generation, I feel. Yeah. Um, so, if, I think, like, a lot of situations like that are actually just, like personal issues with a person's ego and their fear of change and their need to be significant in the end. So you think about like all the things he's doing, all these radical ideas, he just wants to be remembered, man. Yeah. Like I don't think he actually has any sort of like, like he doesn't really, really hate gay people or he doesn't really, really hate Spanish people. He just goes, all right, well, if I like hate on these guys, lots of other people will agree with me and then I'll be memorialized. Right. Maybe like... So it's in about, his head, he thinks I'll be memorialized as a hero, but really, yeah. he's a psychotic. So it's yeah. about ego. Yeah, right. I think that's really what it comes down to when people do that kind of thing. Yeah, you know? like 
yeah, like fear of the unknown, fear of change. But like a lot of the time, it's just an individual's fear, and they just want to like get a community around them so they feel significant yeah, in their yeah. beliefs. And like a lot, like I think nowadays, like we're living in a really interesting time because the twentieth century was, by all means, it was fucked. Yeah. It was a huge speed bump in an otherwise like, you know, road towards acceptance. So you yeah. think of like how the world was way back mm. in, you know, before five hundred years ago when. Uh, science and technology really started exploding. Yeah. Like, the world was a crazy fucked up place, man. Like, mm. really, really fucked up. Like, you woke up and you knew in your head, I might die today. Right. I might get bitten by a mouse and I might die. <laughs> like, that's the kind of level shit yeah. was on. Whereas nowadays, like, like, we live in general really comfortable lives. But the 20th century was kind of like a moment where you had a lot of really crazy people who were afraid of that change. Yeah. Your Hitlers, um, yeah. Who else? Like World War One, yeah. uh, the Vietnam War, America trying to hold on to mm. that power and punch off communism, yeah. communism trying to punch off capitalism. Yeah. So you had all these like crazy like egos and fears floating around. I think you've still got a little bit of remnants of that. Your yeah. Trumps, your yeah. you know what's happening in Brunei right now. Mm. Um, I think it's just leftovers of that really really bad speed bump mm. in an otherwise road towards acceptance. Yeah. And I think, like, I think it's still going to take a couple centuries for people to just wake up and be like, you know what, like... I hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's to be like, I'm talking like complete sort of paradise where people can just wake up and be like, no, I'm totally accepting of everyone. Yeah. Like, that's a hard place to get to fully. But I think it's getting there slowly. Yeah. It's just... It is. It takes a while. In a way. There's, but there's so many competing kind of things happening that influence how people think, feel and behave, religion's one of them clearly and that, that for as long as that's around th- that will be a constant so that, there's that already so mm. how, how does how does that dissipate? Don't know. Generational change is a big thing like you know we're at the end of um, the baby boomers that, that, like, that the generational change it once once albeit they drop off which sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like where this is going though. You know what I mean like once it, that, that generational change have like once we don't have that but that really kind of staunch influence mm. on the way we think and behave and feel as we grow up in those families, perhaps mm. we become more accepting. You're right. So there's that kind of slow evolution of open-mindedness and acceptance eventually. Yes, I get it. But then where are we going as far as the world's concerned and artificial intelligence and what's next? Like, what's that going to... You know, all that... There's so much that we could... We don't know what's going to happen. We can just hope for the best. But yeah. while we've got while we've got present time and we have language as our kind of medium to use, that's why we go back to trying to educate people around, uh, not using the word F-A-G-G-O-T or telling you that I am they, them. It's not us or this group of people trying to fight back or make the other person feel uncomfortable. It's just saying, I've always felt this way but never known how to express myself because I've been stuck in a male, male straight and female world. Mm. Where do I sit? I'm different. I'm, I'm fearful because I'm not like my mum or my dad or whatever the case might be. Mm, mm. So while we're living presently, language is a very powerful medium, I think. It is. Yeah. I think you're totally right. Mm. So, yeah. I think thinking too much about the future will just get you anxious <laughs> and just well, we don't going, know what's gonna oh happen. God, what's going to happen? Like, we can, we can put out theories and I think you're totally right with the baby boomers. That is a very, like, odd generation of people because you think about, like, post-World War Two and post all yeah. that. It's like, there was some really fucked up shit happening. Yeah. Um, but I think you are right as they start 
drop it off. Yeah. <laughs> for a better, better use of the web. I think yeah. it will be like, you know, the world will become more accepting. You can already see it in like our generations, yeah. the generations below us. Like yeah. there is a lot of acceptance, a lot yeah. of like love and compassion. Hundred percent. I think that we like I I talk to some younger people these days that talk about their kind of high school year experience. And they talk about how everyone's kind of out and open out, there's the mm. word. Um, whereas, like, at, at my school, it was like, you, you, you just keep quiet. You just yeah. keep quiet, you keep your head down, you just get through it. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't make yourself look any different. Mm. Don't, don't try and out yourself. Again, there's that word. Change you do it again? Yeah, it's good. Go on. Um... But it's different. It is. So there is generational hope mm. for more open-minded uh, people that will live on this planet, hopefully. But at the same time, I think you... you, I think you were kind of touching on it before. Like, that still doesn't excuse us from trying to address now. Like, yeah. you know, make those changes. Like, you yep. said when you were at school, like, it was very different to, you yep. know... Uh, gay or lesbian or bi or whatever people may... Wherever people may sit... Personally, yeah. at school now, it's a lot easier than yeah. where it was you and I. Yeah. And I think for me, coming from another kind of part of the spectrum, like, like those words, like the F word and yeah. homophobia and yeah. that kind of thing was like really quite rife at school. Yeah. And in order to fit in, because yeah. we have this weird idea in our heads oh, totally. that, oh, we need to be yeah. accepted by others yeah. and we need to be acknowledged by yeah. others, which is all bullshit, really. You should yeah. only just really need to be accepted by yourself. Peer pressure. Fuck everyone else. But at school, it's hard. Yeah. So, like, I remember feeling that peer pressure and, like, yeah. I'm a little bit sh- ashamed now to say it, but, mm. like, I remember very vividly moments where I would be homophobic towards yeah. people that I would now consider, like, really incredible yeah. people. Um, and it's shameful to say, but at the same time, like, like at that point in my life, like that was what was expected of me. So I was like, oh, yeah. I, I have to act this way. Yeah, you know? like, that's what I'm saying. It I'm comes down to guy. it comes down to that that kind of uh, perceived or um, the behaviour that you're meant to produce in mm. front of people in a, in a pack or in, in in your peer group or your your flock of sheep. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be the black sheep in, in the flock of sheep. Am I allowed to say black sheep? See, there you go. There, is that term allowed these days? There you go. There's something, <laughs> there's something I need to question. Because yeah, that could is, be offensive, yeah. right? It could. But that's something I've always known. That's I guess I you to... could just say it's hard to be an individual. An individual. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with social media yep. and the expectations and... That the... makes it so much different. Like, yeah, it's didn't, totally didn't different. have those social platforms mm. at school. Mm. Now they do. So there's that online bullying and all that stuff. I'm not hinting at how long ago it was. You like no, 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 no. It's just it's really interesting you say that because I remember listening to a podcast the other day. I can't remember who said it. No, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I just. But it, essentially, it's you know how a lot of time these days people blame their anxiety and their depression and their need for acceptance from others. Yeah. And sort of outward validation of who they yeah. are on social media. Yeah. When this conversation we just had just proves that that's bullshit. Yeah. People are always going to try and want that need, you know, get that kind of sense of significance from yeah. outside. Yeah. Social media is just another platform another that's platform. incredibly addictive. Yeah. Unfortunately. True. It's easy. It's in the palm of your hands. So yeah. That's why. So really, this isn't the problem. No. The problem is 
like people need to you know like you and I are doing like have these conversations yeah. and understand who they are first yeah so that they can then understand who other people yeah. are but yeah. they, they've grown up in a world of being digital natives this is part of them yeah that's them now yeah we, we live in a, in a world where that is we've got people that don't know anything else but this yeah um, so yeah it's it's you know it's interesting because I I feel that we've got a generation that were in between having you know your, your, your social media platforms your iPhones that kind of thing and not having them that understand can skate between two worlds yeah yeah then you got the ones that have this that rise above it mm. and then you have these ones that get lost in your phone and lost in social mm. media but then also I think there's a generation that is developing right now that have grown up with parents that, are, that have got their face to their screen the whole time mm. and they're the generation that I think are going to be the next ones that are going to be more compassionate and empathic because they're craving human contact because they've grown up with less of it Mm. So I think there's going to be another generation that's going to start to put this this down. I think it's and, already and happening, man. Integrate it into their world, yeah. but then also have that kind of like yeah. holistic, humanistic approach to life, and that you mm. know connection is um, as important, like face to face, as it is integrated into their. I think lives. you're totally right, and I think in a way that mm. podcasts, for example, yeah. Facebook, like people like Jay Shitty, or yeah. I don't know if you know no. Jay Shitty, incredible dude. Anyway. They've all spread their message of like compassion and empathy and caring yeah. and kindness and acceptance through that. Yes. And then people are like watching that and they eventually get to that and go, but he's telling me to put this down. Yeah. But I've got to see it. So, yeah. What? <laughs> so I think, you know, you're speaking of that change. I think yeah. it's in the process of it is. happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah it's it's about affirm you were saying before about getting different avenues it's about affirmation validation mm. um, if they're not getting it from someone they've got to get it from somewhere yeah yeah um, and it's so prolific and easy to access on with pushing a couple of buttons on your phone mm. I mean Instagram last week took off likes for the first time yeah I'm actually that. excited to see what happens next because is that your validation I've got ten thousand likes now I can't see I can still see the list of people that have liked mm. but I actually don't know how many have liked me so does that make me feel any less of a human being does that mean I'll put my phone down and go out and reach out to someone and have a conversation with them I don't know it's interesting to see where that might go I think it might and on another like on the flip side of the coin when people are going through to look at content instead of looking at oh this is popular so I yeah. should probably follow this so other people look think I'm quality. cool they're actually going to look at it and go wow this actually means something to me yeah yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's to do with mathematics and algorithms and, you know, popular stuff features first or it presents itself as the first screen. I don't know. So perhaps without all those likes, it might change the way your first screen looks when yeah. you log on. Or you might go, I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm going to actually use my brain and search for something that I want to look for. <laughs> and I might actually question about what it, what it is I want in life. Mm. Oh, maybe I don't want to be looking at my phone. I might yeah, go yeah. and find an activity do, to do mm. outside or find something like a hobby or mm. I don't know it's interesting yeah wow we've yeah. kind of gone off topic but I like I it <laughs> but I like it yeah it's cool yeah cool. Dory yeah but anyway where were we with so the thing I'm still kind of confused not confused about but I just want a little bit more clarity on is um, like when I have a conversation with someone who say, say someone who's going through uh, a sex change, for example. Yes. Like you spoke of like the, the them, they, or like those kind of words. Like, yep. this, I'll tell you how I would approach the situation. Yep. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Right. Does that work? 
Sure. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll correct you first, so you know what the current language. Yes. Is. Yeah. So it's gender affirmation. Gender affirmation. Rather than sex change. Okay. Just so you know. Straight off the bat. Yeah. That's good. And that might change again. Mm. Even my term might not be up to date. Who knows? But gender affirmation is is the what I believe is the current term you use because uh, yeah. uh, we talk about uh, well, we talk gender is about um, how you feel as a person. Your sex is to do with what's between your legs, basically. Okay. I think I remember seeing that in that video you looked at. Right, yeah, and then um, sexuality is pretty self-explanatory. But gender affirmation, so for someone to be trans, and they don't have to have gender affirmation to be trans. Mm. They can just tell you that they are female or male. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in their head, they might want that affirmation. They might want Yeah, some people, to change it's part their, of their journey, absolutely. Yeah, and and okay. that completes them as a person. Mm-hmm. But some people don't, don't have gender affirmation. That's okay, too. Like, yeah. that's it's whatever the person... Again, it's, like, it's, it's almost like an umbrella term for people. And then how do you identify underneath? underneath it's almost like subcategories mm-hmm. going down. Mm-hmm. It's, and again, when it all comes down to it, it comes down to the individual. Yeah. What's your name? Let's just go with your name. That's what I was just about to say, actually. Right, but you go on. What, what, what? Were you, sorry, I totally like button. That's there. fine. No, that's yep. fine. Button, we like because I really am like quite mm. beginner when it comes to this language. So, like for oh, me, and like, I must badge all this because I'm like I come from, a, I come from my own world and my own. I'm not. I can't mm. really when I'm speaking about these terms. Like I can't really. I know about them, but I can't really speak on somebody else's. Of course. Like, it's it's their life. So, you know, perhaps some of the things that I use when I'm talking to could possibly offend somebody Mm. because they're like, you didn't use the right term there or perhaps I need to educate myself. So I'm not saying that I'm the be-all and end-all when it comes to this topic either. So, Mm. you know, through this, you might get some people saying, oh, well, that wasn't quite correct. Let me add to the conversation. Let me make it a bit more rich about where we were going. Mm. But carry on. Yeah. Well, like, I think the way I would approach any sort of conversation with... With someone who sits differently on the gender spectrum to yes. where I sit, would be the way I kind of approach uh, like anyone who's a different uh, race or ethnic background yep. to where I am now. Like you said, start with a name. Hey, how's it going? I'm Jacques. Yeah. Um, like, tell me about yourself. Yeah. And if I had questions, like, I feel this is really important because a lot of people. Uh, fear asking questions because I think the questions will offend someone right. but for me the questions show that that person's actually interested to find yeah. out and actually cares enough to yeah. find out what might offend you yeah. so I don't think the question actually offends yeah. because like let's be honest like I'm not going to be able to remember all these terms yeah. like I'm just not and yeah. 90% of people aren't either yeah. so it makes sense to just you know if you have a question mm. like hey like are you going through like I might not have known about gender affirmation I yeah. might have said are you going through like some sort of sex change? Right. And they might then correct me like you did yeah. and said, well, actually, I'm just affirming yeah. my gender because I relate more mm. to this spectrum. Yeah. So but essentially why, what I'm... Why would you be wanting to ask that question in the first place? Well, I'm not going to ask it straight off the bat. I'm saying we'd have a conversation. Right. And if it came about... Yeah. Then I might ask that question. Right. Well, okay, so let's start with... Is, uh, I'll try and... I'll try and get around <laughs> all of that. Educate me. Com- no, it's Educate. quite a complex... Not everybody in the gender spectrum, despite that whatever uh, community they are aligned with, are their own advocate and shouldn't have to describe what they're going through. Yeah, right. None of your business, basically. Mm. Literally. 
and that's fair enough because I wouldn't be asking you these questions because then already if I say to you are you going through a sex change and that's old terminology what are you going to say no and then are you going to be offended why would you think that what, what do I what, what makes you think do you know what I mean so yeah. you're already you're already off on the wrong foot yeah right none of your business yeah the, the best thing you can do as a human being like obviously if you have questions like have you met a trans person before mm. you have have you me yeah yeah, here. Yeah. Here? Right, Sometimes, cool. Yeah. So you've met someone before that's trans. Mm. Did they tell you they're trans? Did you assume they were trans? Did you think... I won't lie. I've yep. definitely had assumptions. Right, there you and go. And I think, like, I'm getting to a point now where I can look at myself and go, oh, hold on, you assumed something. Yeah, and that's the offense. And you shouldn't do that. So yep. that makes a lot of sense now that you tell me yep. that I shouldn't be asking those questions yep. because that is an assumption. Mm. So really... And, and you say to me now mm. that, yes, you've met one person. You probably have met hundreds and you don't know it. Yeah, you're right. So it's it's that whole, one, it's an offence already because you're basing your assumption on perhaps how they might present. Mm. Um, whether or not your ideals are around someone looks more masculine or feminine, then you're going, oh, that's a bit different for me. So mm. it's about how someone looks. So when you talk about how someone looks, if someone's put on some weight, you don't go, or... You're looking a bit fat there. You can do it with your mates. If you've got, <laughs> if you've got a, but generally, it's when it comes down to looks, it's yeah. offensive. So I don't think that it, it's even whether or not you have those like thoughts anyway. Sure, mm. they're going to happen because that's how you that's are. Human. Human, it's human nature for you. I don't think that's any of your business to start off on that foot. It's just about getting to know someone. I think the best thing that you can do when you meet somebody, if you even feel like you want to get to that topic because you're interested, why you're interested, you need to look internally why you're interested first. Like why is it? Why am I interested to know if they are? Is it to is it to kind of support and help and get to know, or is it is that even important? Yeah. Back right. to the name again. Back to your name. If you wanted to, a good thing for people where you feel you have questions, you're, you're on the, the like balance of yes or no, what you want to ask. I would go in with, hi, my name is Jacques, and I, uh, my pronouns are he, him. Yeah, right. Because then you're opening up a conversation for someone, and they'd be like, one, they'd be like well, why, why are you saying that? But then they go, ah, oh, my name's, I don't know, Sam, we'll go with Sam again, because it works, Sam or Samantha, could go <sighs> both ways. Um, my name's Sam, and I identify as they, them. Or, yeah, right. I'm Sam, and I'm trans. Or... <sighs> Not, not really bothered I'm still a human being like yeah. you know it's yeah it's, a, it's an interesting scale and then, again the end of the day it comes down to the individual yeah um, and if they if you get to if you're interested if you're really interested in that person you want to get to know them for, for no other reason than just because they're there and they have a nice energy about them and you potentially might have a couple of drinks and you're going to become friends and blah 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 mm. that time of conversation comes out because you're getting to know someone it comes out naturally naturally so yeah. Again, it comes down to um, affirming your assumption, mm. and what what do you get for that? A gold medal on a tick, or who cares? Well done, ego. Well Here's done. a high five. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know you hear those conversations. But I've heard them before. Like, oh, I think that's a guy. <laughs> like mm. that type of stuff. Not cool. And I call people on it. Like, Good and at the end of the day, why? Why are you even bothered about knowing that? That what do you think that's funny? Yeah. And then oh, go go ask go ask her or him. Like, what for? Yeah, why? Do you, do, like, what's the point in that? Just to give yourself a little bit of a tick and, like, a told you. Yeah. Like, that, that. It gives you that little rush of, <laughs> yeah, I was right, but then five minutes later you feel like a piece of shit. Like, yeah, right, fine. yeah. So, essentially, like, I've been, I've been thinking while you've been talking, and I think, like, the questions I was asking was, like, completely the wrong direction. Mm. The way you should approach any conversation, regardless of it's a he, she... 
uh, they, them, they, them, whatever, yeah, is just like a fucking human being. Yeah. Be like, hey man, like I'm Jacques. I would say hey and man. Then, <laughs> oh, true, you're right. right. I just yeah. like, hey, yeah. I'm Jacques. Yeah. Um, and then start an initial conversation. Yeah. And then if internally you go, well, I kind of like this person. Let's yeah. keep this conversation yeah. going. Then it might evolve into those questions naturally. Yeah. Or you might go, well, you know what? Like, just as people in general, we're totally different. So I'm yeah. probably just going to go talk to this girl or this guy yeah. or this other person yeah. over here. The tough thing, I think, for people these days, I believe, and even for me, I've struggled with it because I'm in the community. So I'm versed enough to know what I'm talking about, not fully versed. And mm. perhaps I do, um, I still have those kind of uh, binary norms ingrained in me where I, I, I do assume sometimes someone is a man or a woman and that's it and, there was, and there's yeah. nothing in between despite the way they express their gender expression so sometimes I, I might actually go oh introduce somebody to somebody else and do that automatic assumption because mm. they're presenting as perhaps today their, their gender expression is that they're feeling quite girly and they're mm. wearing a dress today but inherently they might want to be known as they them but I go oh um, I just want to introduce you to her her name is and then that could totally offend that person straight yeah. away yeah. just because I've done the assumption that you're wearing a dress today so you're like I don't know so it is confusing so the best way to approach it is hi I'm Anton my pronouns are he him mm. and that gives them the option to say my name's Sam and my pronouns are he him cool yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. no problems I think that might become more common as we go on because mm. that just allows that kind of space between the two of you to kind of give it give it give it a little bit of an avenue to have language put down first for you to go I feel comfortable I feel safe I'm going to let you know that I am trans or I am mm. non-binary and I'm all of the bits in between it'd be easier if everyone just wore fucking name tags man. <laughs> and then you didn't have to like worry about this you know? no no but See, what, that, what that brings the easy way out yeah. <laughs> what that brings me to, my, me to though is like like we're human right mm. like we're animals at the end of the day we fuck up yeah. Like, yeah. you fuck up, I totally. fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I think the key is with this is like, because someone might be listening to this and going, oh, fuck, like, who have I offended? Like, start ang- anxiety starts and then start freaking out. I think the key yeah. is to be like, all right, like, you are going to fuck up and you're going to make mistakes. Just, yeah. like, apologize if you offend someone. Well, not even apologize because that's, I mean, it, it's a natural human reaction to go, oh, fuck, I've just offended someone. Oh, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, to carry on about it. You just make it makes it more worse. Just go, no problems. Yeah. Like just carry on as per normal. It's just saying, yeah, cool. Like almost like thank you instead of sorry. Yeah, thank you for educating yeah. me on that point. And perhaps like I mean, again, back to the individual. Everyone's different. So mm. some people might appreciate the apology. Some people like I think they're more kind of like call you out and not as big deal as it, it, you make about it. People are okay about it. Yeah. Um, and if you happen to for the same person again, fuck up again. Mm. It's just because you're getting used to it. Just say have some patience with me. I'm getting used to the time. Yeah. Like yeah. that's cool. And also the other thing is, like, on the other side is if you are, like, a person who's sitting in a place where you are offended by some of the words that other people mm. are saying to you, yeah. regardless of where you are, is you need to kind of speak up about it. Totally. Like, hey, yeah. man, like, I just want to let you know, cool. like, that's not cool. Yep. Like what you said to me before, like, yep. in regards to using the F word yep. or whatever it is, yep. hey, that's not cool. And then that other person yep. can, whatever their reaction is, at least you've yep. said your bit. Yeah, and I'm not doing, like, when I, when I call people, I'm not doing, like, to be aggressive back or to try and put somebody in their place or anything. No. And I think that some people feel that that's what's happening. It's like mm. reverse bullying or something. Mm. Like, if, if, I go, if I take that, like, we've been bullied all our lives by being called Fs and Ps, mm. 
and so I'm, this is my time to get you back and make you feel bad. Well, I'm just doing the same kind of thing. It's just like, hey, not cool term, let me tell you why. This is the origin of the word and that's where it comes from. Yeah. Now you know that. Yeah. Now you know that, you know it's offensive. Mm. Why would you use it? Yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes total sense. And the reason why we use it is because we have that pack mentality where we like want to be, we want to we want to stay in the pack. We don't want to look different. We don't want to be ostracized or look any different during school years. That's ingrained. Yeah. It's there. So I understand that. I think we all understand that. Just mm. like trying to undo those kind of. Yeah, I think like yeah, yeah. Just it's un- gonna. It takes time. Yeah. I think we're getting there, but I think yeah, the pack mentality is still uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially, like, pack mentality comes from 70,000 years as hunter-gatherers. Like, it's a hard thing to just be like, wake up one morning, you know what, fuck the pack. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on this on my own. And there's only a few people that will do that. Yeah. And the rest will stay in the pack, won't they? Have you heard of, it's funny, like, we're talking about, like, how people get offended by someone telling them how they feel. Have yeah. you heard of a guy, I can't remember his name, but he writes a book and he does a speech on something called non-violent communication? No. It's fucking great. Okay. Essentially what he's saying is like, you've got your jackals, which are your like people who just immediately take offense to every fucking thing you say. Right. And then you've got your giraffes who just understand how someone might be feeling yeah. and return the conversation with how they feel about it. Okay, right. Nonviolent communication. Right. So like, yeah. let's say I offend you, you say, hey man, like that makes me feel upset when you say that. And I go, oh, I understand how you're feeling. I won't say it again. Yeah. That's like two people having a normal yeah, conversation cool. about their feelings. Yeah, cool, easy, everything's good, easy. let's go on, let's yeah. continue drinking our beer, coffee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Jackals, it's like, you might say that to me, I'm like, this motherfucker yeah. is pissed <laughs> off at me for not understanding his shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does he know where I come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So that's like something, like, that's a hard one. You gotta, yeah, like, yeah, it, it's interesting because people do take, people take reverse offence mm. for someone standing up for themselves. Yeah. And it takes a lot of guts for someone to stand up for themselves, to, to tell them and to educate, especially living in fear of the, pe- the very people they're trying to educate. Mm. That's a tough position to be in. Yeah. The, the, the easiest thing is to walk away. Yeah. And it, like, I've walked away from many situations in my past, of course, because I'm like not, I've felt too, too weak to stand up for myself and those situations have kept me buried in my own like thoughts for a long time mm. enough now to go I'm empowered enough to actually have these conversations but you know back when I would not have I would have walked away and yeah. I would have felt ashamed of walking away but I couldn't stick up for myself I feel that man like I I feel like I used to be like that and yeah. still in some situations I feel like I am yeah. that whole mentality of oh I just, I'd rather just keep everyone happy you know like I don't want to offend anyone yeah Really, what you're doing is you're just empowering that belief. Yeah. Even further. Yeah. Because if you just say something, it maybe cause like a moment of, uh, you know, sadness or yeah. conflict or whatever. Yeah. Like long term, it's yeah. a shitload more beneficial. Yeah. It's hard because like you know you ha- you hear like you probably go home when you're a kid and you tell your parents and you're like, mm, this happened at school and they're like, we'll just go back and stand up to them and say this back to them. It's like no, because they're gonna beat me up. Yeah. Physical violence over like verbal abuse as well it's like oh I'd just rather not yeah. I'd rather not I'd just rather just like swing under the radar for a, a number of years mm. until I can be free of this institution yeah that stuff that's tough to be in yeah. that's like that's actually setting yourself up in a state of depression for a long period of time you're actually you're actively engaging in putting yourself in depression yeah knowingly yeah. That's a really, really interesting 
world to live in. You're choosing to be in depression over standing up for yourself. It's like the, is it the amygdala? The amygdala goes for flight response, fright response, or um, uh, what's it called? Freeze mode. Mm. When the amygdala goes into freeze mode, the brain, the amygdala in the brain, freeze mode is depression. Mm, okay. Because you either go, I'm out of here, I'm going to defend myself, I'm going to do fuck all. And by doing fuck all, you internalize everything, you go into what people always, the closet, mm. coming out, all that mm. kind of stuff. And then you sit until you're strong enough to defend yourself or let people in mm. or tell people about your life. And I think that example can be used for like a multiple lot. situations. Totally. Like not just, you know, being uh, gay or being lesbian. No, or 100%. Being, like it can be anything. Yeah. And I think it comes down to like, like you said, oh, I might get beaten up. That's the brain going, yeah. oh, that's pain. Yeah. I'm going to avoid that True. however I can because yeah. I just want the pleasure. Yeah. But really what you're doing is you're creating long-term pain. Yeah, 100%. That just, it's like the example I love to use is you know when like, okay, let's say you're at a, a lake in a mountain and all your friends are jumping in on the rope swings sure. and they're having a fucking amazing time. Yeah. But the initial jump in, they're like, holy sh, it's yeah. cold. Yeah. And you're standing on the shore and you're going, well, I don't want to get cold. So I'm going to avoid the next three hours of potential pleasure because I don't want that initial pain. Right. So it's like the same kind of thing with, you know, like I'm not going to confront them. I'm not going to walk away. I'm just going to sit here and hopefully it'll go away. And in the long term, I might get some pleasure, but it doesn't, of course. Yeah. And you like, you know, you come up with like clever ways to combat that kind of bullying situation, I guess, with Mm. like developing... Uh, humor mm. or I don't know different ways of behaving to respond without it being non-violent that kind of keeps them at bay yeah so maybe perhaps you start to develop a personality of, of a different kind mm. you're different oh here I am I'm different as well oh here we go I'm in trouble yeah so it's like it's better just to be quiet and just it's mm. just the school it's at school that's what happens at school yeah once you're free of school you're free but of course you're never really free of that until you confront it until and you work on it yeah yourself. absolutely yeah. until you work on it so you know and, and that's 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 where people get so that that freeze mode depression mm. mode is what leads a lot of, a, a, a lot to um, LGBTI suicide like statistics yeah. are high because people sit there for so long that they're so internalised they can't They've got no outlet. They can't Mm. talk to the parents about it because that means they're coming out because they're hiding. Again, going back to that whole letting you in versus coming out. uh, They're forced into a closet. Mm. And it's very dark and lonely and cold in there. And for a long time, people will choose a a different way out. Mm. Um, Fortunately, I chose the right way out for me. Not to say suicide is the, the wrong or right way. Like People will have very... Uh, polarizing opinions around it and I don't want to touch that subject because it can be quite sensitive for people of course Um, you know I I think that if people choose that way out it's their life they've chosen Mm. like you know that's that's as they were stuck there was nothing else they could do about it I was stuck I possibly had nothing else I had tendencies and ideal idealization around it and Mm. and and what it might look like if I did because that's where it gets to. Mm. Like you get to that point and like, uh, it's just gonna be easier. Yeah. Because it's too much pressure outside there. It's gonna be full of rejection and hurt and mm. it's probably just gonna be easier to do it this way. So what's like the point where you, because 
I'd just like to say, like, as a human being, as a person, yeah. you're an incredible person. <laughs> and, like, I'm happy to say, like, for me, like, you're a mentor in a lot of ways, like, yeah. especially when it comes to this side of things. And, like, I love you as a person. Yeah. I think you're fantastic. Thanks. But what was the point, like, because you obviously went through, like, a phase like that in your yeah, life. Yeah, oh, for what a was, long What time. was the defining thing that helped you change from, all right, I'm in this stuck, this freeze mode, to get to where you are now where you're self-aware and you're confident in who you are and you're happy to tell people if they offend you and you're just you mm, yeah I don't know I, I it's going back just trying to think um, like through my through my um, you know not letting people in phase I, I tried to present um, in a straight way so that people would like Accept you. you Not only accept me But even try and have a girlfriend To prove Really? Yeah Which then I felt That was like the What am I doing now? I'm now You know who you are And now I'm trying To have a girlfriend And mm. like now I'm lying to somebody Knowingly And potentially hurting, hurting Another them. person And so Not not necessarily Sorry It was getting towards like Companionship And it was getting to a point Where I knew she wanted more from me mm. And I couldn't give mm. And I had to basically say why which was very um it was it was probably like the most impactful time because i was like full of all those years of just keeping it inside mm. and i was the first person i told and they were beautiful about it absolutely and i was, we were both devastated and um, but i was like i can't do this anymore yeah right um so i'm gonna do something about it but i think i think it was the moment at which i left school because i was free of that kind of institutional feeling of being like confined and like trapped mm. so now once I left school I was like able to kind of start to create who I was do you think school is like that I mean obviously we talked about how it's, it's changed yeah, a lot more yeah. and people are becoming more mindful and yeah. aware and well I mean it's a general I mean I don't know like again it's like a, a very general it's very general um, yeah. rush to paint that, and say it's it could be still happening in mm. uh, it would be still happening in, in schools I in think certain it, places yeah I think it's being I don't know. I don't know because I'm not there. I can't really speak on their behalf. I, 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 from stories I hear from people that are more kind of recently from school, it sounds like it's a bit more open. But then, like we were talking before about the social media kind of platforms for online bullying. So it still exists. It's mm. like, it's just kids learning how to grow up and either being yeah. part of the pack or not. And so some people never break away from the pack and still maintain that kind of, uh, I guess I would say I was going as far as like immaturity mm. they're still stuck in that kind of mentality that how do you look at people like that this is actually this is interesting to me to, f to know how you look at people like that now like people that are I don't know say in their 40s or 50s or mm. 60s even and they're still mm. incredibly homophobic or derogatory mm. or just like not nice people like well, how I, do you look at that well for one, I don't hang around those people. That's a good start. I, 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 you know, I have the luxury in my privileged world to choose the people that I surround myself mm. with. I'm not going to select somebody that's going to bring me down. Of course. I always bring somebody that's going to bolster me up and lift me and support me. Or mostly vice versa too. Like, but if I come into contact with the ugly behaviour, I call it, mm -hmm. where I feel I can, um... But as far as I don't have those people in my life, no. If I come across them, I don't entertain them, no, at all. I've got a. I think over the years, I've 
been able to rely more and more on this kind of uh, it's hard to define because it's almost going to unscience like but this vibration or gut feeling that I have when I first meet someone and I can literally just go no yeah or yes actually I think I remember so, we had that yeah briefly I think I think there's something that's primal about it it's a genetic thing there's something that I, I can't describe because all I just know it, it is almost just a feeling and he can't really go oh it's a feeling so you're right I'm not saying I'm right <laughs> all I'm saying is that I'm walking up to somebody I can see them from across the room my my is it still yep. going it's alright it's recording in here too okay cool um, the vibe the vibration or something goes yes or no to me mm. or indifferent um, and usually, these days, mostly that initial reaction that I get is my primal instinct saying, this person's not going to do you any favours. Yeah. Or, not to say, again, so, not this person's a dickhead or horrible or whatever it is. They're just not right Not for you. working. Yeah. And then, they might be the bestest, nicest person to another friend or, or whatever. Cool, that's cool. I don't need you and you don't need me. Yeah, no judgment, just yeah. like being true yeah. to so, who you are. Yeah, and I re- rely on that a lot these days mm. and I don't, it's it's never failed me. Yeah, fair. More recently, which is good. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so like, okay, I'm like, nah, you're a nap from me. But I'm not going to sit there and go, that person, because no. I don't know them. No. All I can know, all I know is that my, my, my reaction is no. Yeah. It's a no from me. Good thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's something that that fine intuition has come from years of recalibration, recalibration experience, interactions, uh, conversations, um, laying low, being frozen, all that stuff comes into play. It's built over years. It's a very finely kind of oiled slick machine that works really well for me yeah right yeah. and like chances are it's still recalibrating every yeah, oh, yeah absolutely you know? like yeah. you probably look back on your years and go alright well maybe I could have given that one person a yeah. little bit more time a day totally. or I could have yeah. like yeah. felt a bit more empathetic to their situation yes. or you know yes. like it's yes. not like it's like you said before there's no like real right and wrong like there's yeah. only just who you are and like, yeah. that's who you gotta be true to it's how you get the best out of each other like I could be not doing that person any favours yeah like you know yeah so that it's it's yeah it gets a tune up yeah constantly one, one thing like i really wanted to cover while we're still recording yes is the idea you put in my mind of the bottom line now this really like it really stuck with me yeah i don't know if you noticed but like i kind of lit up when you said that because i'd heard similar things but okay. the idea of having a line a threshold which regardless of what your situation is regardless of whether you can't afford rent next week or yeah. someone steals your five thousand dollar bike from you that <laughs> happened to you you still go all right well you know what this has happened but i'm not gonna drop below this line of happiness mm, yeah no matter what yeah um and like Tell me how that works. Like, tell me, like, what you're thinking in those moments where you're kind of, you know, dancing with that line. Like, what mm. what things stop you from going below? Is it, like, gratitude? Is it people around you? Like, what is it? As a whole, like, what we've talked about, there's a lot of stuff that feeds into it. It's, it's like, I, I, if I was to really describe it for people to understand, listening, that this is almost like an ozone layer mm. that refracts UV. 
Yeah, right, that's a cool example. Because it gives you an idea of the bounce back. Yeah. So the ozone is, my, is, the, is the point at which everything contained within that ozone layer, or that, 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 that line, drawing the line, is contentment, happiness, gratitude, love, mm. um, all of the things that make me a very whole, rounded, robust, energetic human being. Yeah. That's locked in. Sure, UV damages it sometimes, depending on what's going on at the time, <laughs> yeah. right? But it doesn't break. It doesn't right. break because I've, I've made an internal agreement with myself that that is my, that is my um, basic minimum need to be a happy. good human being and happy and content. Content's probably a good word. Mm. I have gratitude because it, m- my life that I have, if you have gratitude, like you really are... The things, some things that happen during the day, like for example, I'm trying to get somewhere, really simple stuff, mm. traffic light's green and I got there on time. You know, really simple explanation, a very rudimentary example, but it was like, thank you. For some reason, thank you. Whatever that was, thank you. Mm. Uh, just take stock and take stock and go, ah, oh, that actually happened today. Mm. I'm really grateful for that. Mm. Something so little, but I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for um, like, the comparisons as well where you compare your life like I am privileged I'm living a privileged life Mm. there are people that are far worse off than me in the world so what excuse do I have to be unhappy yeah there are people that are in you know war-torn countries that are dying every day Mm. What excuse do I have to be? You don't even have the luxury of food, regardless of like deciding who they want to be as a human being. Yep. And there's so many more examples I can give, but Mm. what I'm trying to point out there is that I don't have I don't have any room for an excuse to not be happy. Yeah. I have a really good life. That's fantastic. That's it. That's what locks it in. Yeah. Like when you think about where you are in life, regard like I'm still able to put food in my mouth. Um, I can get water from a running tap. I don't have to walk 500 miles of probably whatever to go and get it and probably die on the way. Like yeah. that to me is, the, is something that kind of is there in the core is that like I, ha- I am very privileged to be here on this planet. So I, that's it. Simple. Yeah. So like for someone who, I don't know, so let's say there's someone quite pessimistic listening to this and going well you know you don't have a $60,000 student loan and you know your parents uh, you know didn't like my parents don't understand me or like you know people on social media mock me all the time like what what would you say like certain things they could do day to day like what are things you do day to day you mentioned before the traffic like going green just being grateful for that like let's go through like a regular day in in your life you know what are things that you do every day that that reaffirm that and strengthen that uh that ozone for you um giving back to people not in materialistic things Mm. giving your time to people yeah. giving your time having conversations with people lifting people up that might might be having a bad day because mm. if you've got that excess energy you give it out it comes back to you as well I'm not expecting it to come back either yeah um, but also I'd say to those people you don't know where I've come from either like it's taken a lot to get here as well so yes through adversity and through shit situations you learn to be so much more grateful um, the, at the the through point or the 
what appears to be the end point. Mm. Like, yeah, the, this stuff, as shit as it is now, is going to create a really uh, well-rounded, resilient human being that is ready for anything. Mm. Um, you know, I think that um, some people, uh, when they grow up, they have they do have a luxury of a, a perhaps like a really cool family unit, and it's all nicely and rounded, and it's, so they've had a really good upbringing, and it's been secure and stuff. That's a really good experience to have as uh, growing up as a child. But mm. perhaps that person hasn't learned the skills necessary or the resilience necessary to then go out into the real world and, and fail and fail yeah so i think that as human beings like we do need to go through shit situations and adversity get to a point of contentment yeah to a point of gratitude to mm. a point of of making some decisions for yourself around do I decide to be happy or do I decide to be unhappy? It sometimes can be as simple as that. There's also a period that you go through that I went through, which is called like a, the, the fake it till you make it phase, where you don't, <laughs> yeah, where you don't believe it. So yeah. I would look like, I used to go through a phase where I was like, oh, I was feeling mighty shit. I was having shit times in my life. And I was like, I'm just gonna look in the mirror in the morning and go, you're looking good. If that's enough for me to get up out of bed and go wherever I need to go to today and mm. earn the dollars to pay the rent or the, or the bills that are part, whatever it is, if I could just look in the morning and give my, crack myself, even if it's a fake smile, to the point at which if you do it so often... <laughs> just imagining a fake smile. <laughs> you're great, like, fuck you. That's the point where you actually get to a stage where you go, I'm actually feeling pretty good. You know what? I'm believing you today. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, now I'm talking to myself in the mirror. Like, oh, hi, hi, yeah, hi, you're looking good. Yeah, you're looking good too. Stop talking to yourself. Okay, and then you're right. just judging yourself. Yeah. And then you get all the way back to that negative mindset again. But like, I'm talk- like again, I'm talking for a platform of, of what will appear to people as privileged because I'm like, here I am sitting today with mm. what seems like to have no issues. Mm. But that's because I put my issues away. Yeah. Like I, I, I do I do let people in from time to time and tell them about the kind of the stuff I'm going through. Mm. But most of it is kind of internalized psychology. Deal with as much as you can yourself and the bit that like overflows that you can not get your head around, engage somebody. Yeah. Cause most likely the the advantage of that is that you're having a, a, a like an outlet for yourself. You're then rewarding that person enough to let them know that that's how important they are in your lives and the energy that you kind of garner yeah. from it too feeds back into that mm. and then you give that again and, and you give it back out again cycle. yeah and like when that like when i bounce back off that i'm like right like my, my contentment happiness is like soaring mm. like give it yeah give it out give that all away even when it comes back to touching the shell i am still fucking content so i still have the energy to give away still give, yeah. but minimal yeah. But enough to be like, I'm still cool because this just is all the stuff that's inside there is is locked in. It's locked in. Giving is the secret to living. God, there you go. That was I heard one. that. I heard that quote. Uh, actually, I, that's a, I can't one. play that. Oh, damn it! That's that a good. Tony Robbins quote. Actually, <laughs> okay. it's very like it's very yeah. true. I think I'm actually going to write a blog about it. Yeah. Oh, cards full. Luckily, it's recording on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. Okay. That was like an hour and 15 minutes. Wicked. That felt like 10. It didn't. It? <laughs> it's like, boom. What time is it? Oh my God, it's 1.45. Um, that was good. It was enjoyable. Yeah, did you enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, 
Let me check it at the start because I'm like, oh, what are we talking about? Of I can't course, remember. Yeah. Uh, it's like any uh, conversation uh, at the start, <laughs> especially when you've got like, oh my God, he's recording. Yeah, what, what happens here? But no, man, um, like honestly, like everything I said before about like me respecting you as yeah, a human that's being, really and like I, I'm completely and honest about that. And right back at you. And like I feel um, the same. Yeah, thanks. That's man. why I wouldn't have this, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Well, I'm stoked, and hopefully. When I get back from Brazil or whatever, if there's ever a conversation you want to yeah. talk about, like, let's record another podcast. We'll do a, or... we'll do a podcast. Mm. I don't even know how podcasts work. Well, I can send you the link to this. Okay, one cool, yeah. Sweet. All Sweet. right, I'll end it now. Right. Thanks, bro. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of the Couple of Lattes podcast. Uh, I hope that was as informative, educational, helpful um, to you as it was to me. It certainly was to me. And I truly hope that our podcasts help you grow and develop as a human being, becoming more kind, compassionate, grateful, all that beautiful stuff. Uh, we will be away for a while, so we won't be recording a podcast for about six weeks, um, but we will be back. Um, as always, we'd love to hear your feedback, your comments, um, so please feel free to message us, comment, or you can direct message us on Instagram. That's M-A-S-S-I-E underscore bros. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a quick little caption from Paolo. It's ironic that we're called a couple of lattes when right now I'm drinking a long black. (laughs)